0: Hello, this is a partial preview of a premium episode of Blocked and Reported. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to blockedandreported.org, where for just $5 a month, you get three extra episodes just like this one, as well as access to an amazing community of more than 10,000 people and other fun perks and so forth. Hope you enjoy the preview. Bad boys, what you want, what you want? Katie, where what the gonna hell are do? you?
1: Jesse, I am in Utah. I'm in Mormon country. I'm surrounded by them. I cannot get away from them. They're bagging on my door right now trying to convert me. Mormons a-
0: don't bang on doors; they very politely knock.
1: Okay, all right, they're they're politely knocking on the doors. They're whispering through the doors with their little their books and their uh, their elder tags. Yes, I am in Utah. I am on day I think seven of my like fourth cross country road trip in the past year ish. Uh, it's it, I it's, it's I'm so, so tired, y'all. So tired, y'all. It's a pretty dumb country, right? It's so big. I did so. I did find what I think is probably the best small town in America because this is a premium episode. I will name it. It is Eureka Springs, Arkansas. The entire town is on the historic registry. It is a Yimby's nightmare, uh, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's this little town where it's all of these Victorian houses. It was one of these. It was one of these like wellness uh havens you know back when people thought that you could like drink water from springs and it would heal your cancer or your baldness or whatever yeah and it's just the most darling town that i've maybe ever been to and the most darling part about it is that it's the people who live there are are not like people smoke there they don't have teeth i just i loved it it was like the best of like victorian england and also arkansas
0: i've never heard you express such positive sentiments about anything
1: Arkansas. That's it. This is the thing that I love. I've, dis- I've d- discovered is Arkansas.
0: Aren't we doing a free preview? So didn't you just give it away to everybody? Oh, damn it. Should oh, we bleep fuck. it?
1: Okay. Yeah, let's bleep it for the the free letters. Preview.
0: <laughs> if you want to know the best town in America, a town so great that even Katie Herzog likes it, become yeah. a paying subscriber. <laughs> Blotterreport.org. If you're a primo, you've probably already moved there. Um, One more question about Utah. As a non-Mormon, I've always been fascinated by the magic underpants. Have you been able to figure out anything about that?
1: I think we discussed this last time I was did in Utah, Jesse. Yeah, well, we remind me what did. you
0: said. Let's just rehash it.
1: I, I like went to a Target and asked for them, and you can't do that. They don't sell them at Target.
0: They wouldn't give it to you because you're not Mormon? Or because they just don't have it at Target? No,
1: it's because it's I'm a lesbian. They're discriminating.
0: Do you think everyone listening knows what magic underpants are?
1: Uh, they are—they're called magic garments, not magic underpants. <laughs> no, nope. <garments>. magic underpants, <laughs> something like that. It's—it's it's like a. I asked Trace about this at one point because he was—he was raised Mormon. It's a—it's like an undersuit that you wear under your clothes.
0: Yeah, but expl- And the reason why is because, as those of us in the secular world know, if you if you wear normal underpants. It's constantly it's stimulating your genitalia. It's so yes. hot. Just walking around. So the Mormons, uh, who I guess have different views on sexuality from the rest of us perverts, they created magic underpants. That's the official term that will not stimulate
1: your genitalia. Do I have that right? I you were probably bastardizing this so much, but I, let's just go with it. I just Mormons want to Mormons write demo. in and tell us what we have gotten wrong.
0: Mormons magic underpants. Temple Garment. Sometimes derided as magic underwear by non-Mormons.
1: Googling, Googling, Googling. All right, well, I'm just out. trying to read. We'll cut
0: the gaps. I'm just reading the Wicca Okay. When they're properly worn, they provide protection against temptation and evil. I can yeah, use about like that.
1: The problem with this is that I find them sexy as hell.
0: I mean, I'm super <laughs> i look looking at the Wikipedia uh Creative Commons image and holy crap have I turned on. Actually, do me a favor. Go to Temple Garment. And tell me if you notice something about the image there, the one on the left.
1: All right. <laughs> Is it templegarment.com?
0: No, it's a Wikipedia page for Temple Garment. Oh. Are you noticing what I'm noticing about the one on the left, the male one?
1: Oh wow. This uh yeah. this Mormon model has a very large dong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's for that kind of week. We can laugh. At Is stuff that what like you're that. gonna say? Yeah, no, it's just, it looks us. like magic underwear assumes that you have like that you're you're packing some serious heat.
1: You know what this reminds me of? This 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 photo in the Temple Garment Wikipedia page, it reminds me of that cover for New York Magazine when they had that trans guy who got the phalloplasty, Yeah. and he got like an extra, extra, extra large. That's what it reminds me of.
0: Yeah, that was, that was quite a story. Um, it was so, quite a story. Okay, so you're in Arkansas now. I, I have to say- No, I I'm in Utah now. Whatever, same thing. I haven't followed your story closely except through social media, but- You've been, you've had some shit happening on this trip. Uh,
1: yeah. So I lost my wallet, and my wife lost her wallet, so we don't have any wallets.
0: <laughs> how? Look, I lose shit constantly, but how did you both lose your wallets?
1: <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I don't want to throw my wife under the bus because she's a very good cook. However... This was entirely her fault. I am people like people are going to assume that this was my fault. No, I am neurotic about things like wallets and phones because I don't want to lose them. And so I keep like very close. I keep my my wallet and my phone. I duct tape them to my body. We were at a hotel in Oklahoma the other day and I handed her my wallet, my wallet before I was going to the bathroom for the one last time before we hit the road. And she put it on top of the car and we drove away we drove away with my wallet on the car and immediately her. realized it because we went to get gas and we didn't have her wallet because she lost her wallet on the way to our our way to north carolina so she didn't she hasn't had any money for two three months uh yeah so neither one of us have oh, have a wallet we are driving across the country Without ID or credit cards. You're it's just crazy.
0: going from roadhouse to roadhouse, amazing, raising money with improv uh, podcasting, live podcasting.
1: It's actually not improv podcasting. What I'm doing is I'm teaching Moose to give truckers blowjobs. Uh, I figured <sighs> that was, it was the best way to do it, and I certainly didn't want to. No, it's actually fine because I, I have Apple Pay on my phone, so I did not cancel my credit card. and I, We've been able to pay for most stuff on Apple Pay, and we have enough cash to get us through. Uh, but yes, it's been a... It was a dark day. Let's just say that it was a dark day. Um, Something you might know a little bit about Jesse, and yet, despite this, despite the fact that I'm on day seven of a road trip, and I still have at least two, maybe three days left, a road trip that I didn't particularly want to take because I've driven across the country four times in the past year, and I lost my wallet, I'm still having a better week than you are.
0: I'm having a great week. I went to Jersey City today. I had uh-huh. brunch. Ooh, brunch. They called it uh Tunisian eggs, but I knew it was shakshuka because I'm cultured. Ooh, yeah.
1: Um, Did you uh, educate the waitress? I'm sorry, server?
0: <laughs> I mean, we should just be be frank with people about my predicament. I'm probably going to jail.
1: Yeah. I mean, as I said this on Twitter, but I'm going to say it here too. I hope that you go to the same jail that Andrew Tate is in. That way you can tweet through it. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So there was a, a couple of crazy days on Twitter where – lots of people think that i'm i'm going to jail uh like
1: like thousands of them there's like like betting odds like like this is this has gone to like vegas
0: (laughs) it's so fucking stupid i don't even i'm gonna have to like try to maintain some level of composure as i communicate some of the stupidity at work here i i guess we should just start by explaining jamie reed should i do that
1: yeah start from the beginning
0: Okay, Jamie Reed was a case manager at the Washington University transgender.
1: Oh, wait, 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 wait. I heard she was a receptionist, receptionist sorry.
0: <laughs> Jamie Reed was a janitor at the Washington University transgender center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. She started stealing patient records she had no access to.
1: <laughs> no, wait. she took them across state lines during Pride month. So <laughs> across state lines, I love it. She sent
0: patient records across state lines. Uh <laughs> With Kyle Rittenhouse, um, so this is
1: a Riga violation. It's, it's a HIPAA it's a violation. RICO. It's a FERPA violation.
0: The magistrate of the Supreme Court. It brings me no pleasure to. It's gonna be hard for me to get through this without with any composure or dignity. Um, okay, Jamie Reed was a case manager at the Washington Univer- University Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. As the name suggests, it's a youth gender clinic. She'd been there for years. She's a case manager. Wide variety of roles, but she did like help coordinate care and she would work directly with patients she said like in the exam room sometimes sometimes she's at a desk doing work she's like she has this multifaceted role she does a super viral piece for barry weiss's free press saying that she's come forward as a whistleblower that this clinic is doing a horrible job that they are rushing kids through hormones not sufficiently warning uh parents and kids of side effects she I forget exactly how she phrased it. She basically suggests some sort of like Medicaid shenanigans that sounded to me potentially not legal. Uh so she files a sworn affidavit with the Attorney General of Missouri
1: who Wait, can we pause before yeah. you before you get to that part? This piece was we'll put a link to this in the show notes. I think a lot of you have probably read it, but this piece was wild. Like she said at one point, there are two things that that I will probably unfortunately never forget. She said that they had one patient come into this clinic. These are both natal males that I'm talking to. One of whom was having sex with dogs, and the other of whom wanted to cut off his penis every time he would masturbate. And according to her, they put these like clearly deranged children on the path to puberty blockers and hormones. Yeah. I guess he just forgot
0: to wear his temple garments. That's what the <laughs> temple garments are for.
1: Um, you know, th- some dogs are very attractive.
0: Okay, so part of the reason this story is such a clusterfuck is read – so she she uh, does a sworn affidavit, general, general – oh, <laughs> dude, I cannot function right now. Because of like some weird quirk of Google instead of Attorney General Andrew Bailey, it said General Andrew Bailey. Mm. The, of the Air Force. Attorney General Andrew Bailey is the Attorney General of Missouri. It's a red state. He's very socially conservative. Um, she also hired conservative lawyers, Jamie Reed did. Jamie Reed herself says she's like a Bernie Sanders progressive. So she's,
1: she's a less or she's a queer person who's married to a trans man. To a trans man, yes. So I think but as, she wants this clinic shut down. She
0: wants the clinic shut down. She's straightforward about that. And her I believe this piece went super viral for the free press. The sworn affidavit is a pretty big deal because not only is she putting these claims under her own name, uh she's naming other names of some some other negligent clinicians. Crazy claims. Uh one that got the one of the ones that got the most attention was a kid who identified as a number of things including an attack helicopter, which is an internet meme. Uh they put him on hormones too. So
1: I is, think, it, is it was it he that identified as a, a tech I think helicopter it was or, they, or she or they
0: yeah, I, think I think it was, was a, a non binary attack helicopter. Um so <laughs> suffice it to say, the reaction to this from folks who already follow and have strong views on this issue was like almost straight down the middle. Folks who don't think there's like issues with youth gender medicine are like this person. What did they say about her? They said, uh, she's a liar. They question whether she sure. should. She had. She, they called her receptionist. That is a thing like journalists right. have said about her, which is false. Um, a couple pieces are published. The most
1: damning thing. Like worse than a transphobe, worse than a bigot. A receptionist. fucking
0: receptionist. Probably makes like. It's disgusting to think about. Like, doesn't yeah. even make that much money. Right. Not even that educated. I mean, actually, she. Okay. In real life, she is educated. She has a master's in some sort of. Um, uh, clinical research or clinical management thing. I should know this by now, but you know it's been a long week. Uh, okay, so some people say she's crazy, she's a liar. The attack helicopter thing can't possibly be true. Other people are like, here's the whistleblower who is maybe going to do to the U.S. what you know happened at the Tavistock Clinic, something like that. Uh, we just did an interview with Hannah Barnes. Uh, she wrote a book about the Tavistock Clinic, the sole pro- what was the sole provider of youth gender medicine in the National Health Service shut down turned into multiple will be turned into multiple regional clinics in part because its practices were so shady so safe to say that when her claim comes out there's a hugely contentious online debate about whether she's reliable right
1: yeah and jesse what was your first impulse did you think holy shit i can't believe this is happening did you not believe it did you immediately believe it what did you think
0: i wouldn't say i immediately believed it but i didn't i saw nothing in the affidavit that surprised me what about you
1: Same. And I'll admit that probably a lot of that has to do with my own bias and the fact that...
0: You mean hating trans people?
1: Hating trans people. My bias against gender clinics in particular, where you've been reporting on this for years, we know that these clinics... We've talked to people who have worked at these clinics. Erica Anderson, who's been on the show, who's a trans woman herself, a clinician, former head of USPath, which is the, the big American organization that sets standards for this stuff. She's talked about clinicians basically not doing their job not following protocols and not doing proper assessments so so that part was not at all surprising to me the the parts that were shocking were the two stories that i mentioned to you the kid who wanted to fuck dogs and the kid who wanted to cut off his her their penis every time they masturbated those were shocking but i still believed them and i and i i did think that the piece so this was a first person narrative i did think that and also her identity. I also like I, people's identities don't protect them in cases like this. But the fact that she's a, a queer person married to a trans man, I did think, led a little bit more legitimately legitimacy to her story because she was somebody who uh, who clearly isn't transphobic.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> you know.
1: Not. Yeah, and so, and I will say, like, it would have been better had this been instead of this being a first person account. She had emails that she that were that were in this article, but. If this had been a reported piece with a, that somebody else, a third party had come in and reported this, I think it would have been a would have made a stronger case.
0: The other reason I believed it is there are among youth gender clinicians, there's clinicians who view themselves as like sort of pioneers in the understanding that if a kid has a bunch of psychological problems and one of them is gender, the gender is probably causing all the other problems. So like yeah. there's really out there examples of this, including clinicians who will like you know, don't really view it as an obstacle if their patients have dissociative identity disorder to do permanent medical treatments. It goes that or far. Or say so, they have it. Yeah, so there's, like, there, there's uh, clinicians who don't believe in quote-unquote gatekeeping. So yeah, my overall view was, you know, I believe her, this stuff will have to be verified. A lot of people didn't believe her. She was called a liar. Uh, a couple pieces came out about a month later, one in the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, one in the Missouri Independent, where they quoted a lot of, parents and kids um, saying they disagree with her that they thought they were well taken care of and well assessed. I'm worried this will open up a whole can of worms. I didn't view either of those pieces as like disproving what she said because I didn't read her as saying no kid has ever been well assessed here. Also, some of the kids in the stories like were way before puberty when they came to the clinic. So they would be Assessed for a while before they go on anything because they're too young for medical interventions like puberty blockers. Also, also, some of the parents had like real activist ties that weren't disclosed, which doesn't mean you don't believe them necessarily. But, you know, if they're part of an activist group trying to defend the hospital and an activist group that sent out an email asking for those people, those stories to come forward, um, it shouldn't surprise us that there was a wave of people defending the clinic because certainly some people like the clinic.
1: Yeah, I didn't think that was surprising at all. But this was viewed as debunking her story. There's this other element to this, Jesse, and this is something that Wesley Yang pointed out on Twitter. So, in this piece in the St. Louis Dispatch that a lot of people took as a debunking of Jamie Reed's story, some of it seems to actually confirm what Jamie Reed was saying. Like, there's a, a teenager in the story who has been diagnosed with a, quote, long list of mental and behavioral issues, and in the past had threatened suicide. This is a quote from the parent, they have not forced us to do anything. And then the author of this piece writes, but there was still pressure. Doctors and therapists often mention the suicide risk of untreated transgender youth, which the parents took as a scare tactic. The conflict has been a strain on the family.
0: Well, Yeah, right. So that's exactly – and the the suicide risk of untreated trans youth is not – there's no evidence to suggest that if a kid is suicidal, putting them on blockers and hormones will alleviate that. It's just – it's bad science and it's a common claim. So yeah, that's an example of something that seemed to confirm it. There were other examples of that, including a video of a a non-binary kid who stopped taking hormones and who previously identified as a trans woman, which – they gripe he can this they can identify however they want, but if you ask a gender clinician, put a kid on hormones, they change their identity multiple times and they stop changing hormones that that's not a successful outcome, but it was treated as a successful outcome by the post dispatch um right. I mean obviously successful unsuccessful is a little bit subjective here, but like the point of going on hormones is you have a clear sense of your gender identity, and that's what you're headed toward so it was very weird to take a kid to see a kid who was like a partial detransitioner just in terms of having stopped hormones be treated as a success story. I I was anyway, I agreed with, with Yang's assessment of that. Um, The other problem, and I'll, I'll gloss over this quickly. I'll include links in the show notes. Uh, I wrote a piece where I got in touch with Reed. I asked Reed about some of these debunked claims. Um, One of the people quoted, I think the only former colleague of hers to go on the record, someone named Jess Jones, not a trustworthy thing, person. I said thing. Not a trustworthy person. All sorts of weird stuff. They just had a really checkered history at the clinic. Um, uh, Reed flatly denied some of their claims. Reed provided me with emails where, uh, first of all, Jess Jones said she they resigned the clinic. Jones is non-binary. Uh, Jones was furloughed. And, and Reed just thinks it's dishonest to say Jess Jones resigned. I reached out to Jones. She didn't respond to any of my questions. Uh, Jones, her coll- their colleagues said in emails that Reed shared with me that they believe Jones was wrongly representing themselves as still working at the clinic after they left. So Jones was given a lot of space in both these column uh, articles to bash Reed, and Jones just does not seem like a trustworthy figure. You guys listening can judge for yourselves. You can read my piece. So
1: So this person, Jones, was quoted in both of these pieces that were allegedly debunking the Jamie Reed story, but they didn't include disclose any of this information.
0: I don't think the reporters got this information that this was like a really troubled employee with a history of of issues. Um and and you know, I thought Reed provided receipts that at least suggested you should think long and hard before taking this person's testimony at face value. They also made claims against Reed that were really serious, like that they said misgendering trans kids is good because it helps them build a tough scan. Reed told me that was a complete distortion of this other very different incident we don't need to get into, but like That's it. That's all you get. I hope you enjoyed the preview. If you want to hear the rest, go to blockedreporter.org. Bye.